Ladies and gents, boys and girls, it's the old silk do rag bandit <laughs> back in the house. <laughs> Coming to you guys live on this good Friday here, man. You guys know your favorite podcast is always back in the house. It's yours truly, the one and only, the fungus man on the planet. And yes, my podcasting my podcasting skills smell oh so funkadelic. Eyes, Mister Funkadelic Joe's back in the house, baby. It's your boy Aaron Fornicetti. It's true, it's damn true. Back again with another episode of Basement Friday. Make sure you check us out. Two milk provided for each of the guys on this show. Me, I'm more of an almond milk, oat milk type of guy. You know. You know, you, you, you got to keep that plant-based. But check us out on all streaming services and also YouTube. So you can see Kurt Angle behind me, Olympic gold medalist, who won with a broken freaking neck. I just want to let you guys know that because he wanted me. He personally came to me and he said, hey, yo, Aaron, next time you want a podcast, let him know that I broke my freaking neck. And I still want Olympic gold medal. Look. Anything's possible. Round of applause. <laughs> round of applause. Round of applause. That boy did it. He did it. Let's not forget. But we're going to get to our five-minute rant. So what you got for us? Oh, man. You know, COVID cases are back up again. What else is new? But, <laughs> but. Honestly, um, not gonna lie to y'all. Ah, it's been a it's been a crazy week. You know, we we just got our first, we got hit with our first uh, taste of snow. You know, um, you know, of course, I went out there and played in the snow for a little bit. Uh, my mom checked on me a little bit because everybody don't know. I I don't know how many times I said it on the show. Um, I actually didn't go nowhere in the snow, but you know, my mom checked up on me because in her words, we don't want, we don't want things to happen like last time. But for those that keep up with the show know, but those that knew, know that my, my car slid in the snow in the ice on some ice. So seriously, making sure your boy wasn't out there driving reckless in the snow. So yeah, I ain't really going nowhere. I kept my ass in the house. Smart, Dr- smart. Not even drinking no hot chocolate, just in the house eating saltine crackers. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you say? You weren't one of those unfortunate people on I-95. No. <laughs> no. I didn't need to. First of all, I don't got no business on 95 in the first place. The last time I was on 95 was around Christmas time. I ain't had no business on 95. I'm nowhere near 95. I ain't got no I ain't just got no, I don't have no reason to be on 95. I feel bad for the people that got stuck on 95 during the massive snow, the massive snowstorm that we had. Unfortunately, this is what we always tell people. If you do not have to be in the snow, do not go. That is a good motto. If you do not have to be stuck in the snow, do not go. Basically, what I am saying is I get said some jobs. You know, like some jobs don't care if it's rain, sleet, snow, it's a tornado about to took off half the building. You need to be there. I understand that from a, a job standpoint. 
But if you don't need to be out there, meaning like you, you not about to risk your life for no job, do not go. I understand sometimes the bills don't stop. I get it. But sometimes your life is more important, though. Don't let these jobs trick you to be like, oh, no, your life is more important. Because then you're going to get stuck at the job. Now you can't go home. People don't realize, too, in the snow, it's better to be home before the snow gets. Like, don't travel while, don't travel in it. It'd be, it's better you be like, all right, let me go ahead and leave early so I can, uh, so I can already go ahead and, um, so I can go ahead and be home before the snow even hit. I'm just saying, I actually got something I got to address after the five minute rant, but I'm going to let Aaron speak his, his five minute rant because, uh, yeah, you know, my subject is a little bit, uh, yeah. Go ahead, brother Aaron, speak to him. Man, I just want to say, uh, uh, what we got earlier into the year, we only a couple of days in mm-hmm. and, and just shenanigans abound. Uh, you know, a lot of people will talk about the ball drop, you know, it, it, it feels a little underwhelming. You know, a lot of people said it felt underwhelming this year. You know, Mariah Carey wasn't even singing. I think that might have been it. You know, but for me, I just listened to that new Nas project. That's on fire. I, I, fire. Just, I just listened to it. I got one song in and then I was just like, yeah, this is it. That's on fire. I think, I think like, you know, Nas and Hip Boy, you know, established, you know, at this point, they they kind of like, uh, who is it? Johnny J and Tupac, that kind of magic. Now, now you, now call me an old head when it comes to hip hop, when it comes to music in general, but that, the essence of, music when it comes to certain artists I like more than anything it's like they don't try to change they don't try to change to fit they stay what they know and I love it you know like an artist like Nas Nas was never one of them dudes that just stepped out of his I well matter of fact I won't say he never did because he did back in his early days because after after Illmatic that's when he tried to go mainstream and he know and he noticed it didn't work. But if you ever notice like a dude like Nas, he's like 15 albums in, but you know that Nas still has that old school. Like he doesn't, he doesn't try to get too crazy with it, try to do this. <laughs> he don't try to, he don't try to flip the new style anymore. He's just like, look, I'm staying true to my sound, my core sound, my core fans gonna love it. And that's what I appreciate with artists, man. Like, they stay true to what they know and they're true loyal fans. Like, they don't, they don't got to switch up to cater to everybody. That's the problem with new with these new generation and these new cats. They try to switch up to please everybody. And that's what be hurting a lot of their music, though. For real. It, it hurts them. It definitely does, man. That project was like, yeah. You know, I, I know that for a lot of people who are out there who rap and you had a lot of people who were showing Nas love and it just make it just make you want to, you know, pick up a pad, you know, freestyle a bit. I know some of them artists, you know, was just like, yeah, Nas keep me on my toes. But, you know, definitely in the rotation now, you know, Nas got it. They got that magic, you right. know, out now. 
Right. I'm I'm gonna say, man, you know, Nas got that project, you know. I know why the ladies over there with their their anthem already, they all listen to Summer Walker. Nah, we listen to Nas over here. I actually haven't listened to Summer Walker album. I, I had the first one. Not gonna not, not gonna lie. I haven't heard this one yet. I'm still trying to understand. I'm still trying to figure out like should I even attempt to listen to it? But yeah, you could do a review. I okay. I, I got it. <laughs> I, I, I got it. I, I, listen, I, listen, I said, we say it right on the podcast, I listen to Summer Walker album and I'll tell y'all and how I feel. You never know. I might come out with about two songs and they be like, you know what? I ain't gonna lie, this joke was kind of a backup. Yeah, and I'm an R&B dude. I'm an R&B dude. So, you know, I try to show R&B a lot of love though, man. So I try to definitely, uh, I definitely try to, yeah, I try to, I try to give it to them though, you know, but hey, that's, that's you know that's just me though. But let's let's go ahead and get into today's word. And I know I had something to uh, to address, but I'm gonna kick the urn before I release a lot of things on my chest here. So, uh, brother, does Aaron, it have to do with the topic? Nope. Go ahead, get it out. No, not at all. First things first. Now it's so funny how. Y'all see me and Earn do this show every week. You know, we go from talking about stocks, wrestling, sports, uh, just fashion, culture, music. Like, we go everywhere doing this podcast. And today, you know, I understand that what we got going on today probably doesn't fit what we're talking about. But there's a couple of things that I need to address here. Number one, this is it. This is the final showdown. It's a winner take all. So if y'all don't know, I'm explaining to y'all. Earn is a Chargers fan. I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> winner gets into the playoffs. This is all on Sunday night. Prime time. Ooh, prime time. Winner gets into the playoffs. I would need the Raiders to do it. I smell playoffs. Hey, yo, man, but another thing, too, man, rest in peace, my man, John Madden, too, though, man. Yeah, rest in peace to John, bro. Like, I still play Madden to this day. I know a lot of people outgrew Madden. I know a lot of people like, oh, man, it's boring. I'm a man, dude. I've been playing Madden for, like, almost 30 years. I've been playing Madden for years, you know. Uh, uh, rest in peace to uh, Betty White as well. Man, that hurt a lot of people. We lost Betty. We lost Sister Betty. <laughs> we lost Sister Betty. Like they done know. jinxed her. You know, they kept talking about 99 and celebrities. I was like, she ain't she not gonna make it to 100 because y'all keep jinxing her. Just just let her get to 100. I'm glad that I'm glad I'm I'm actually glad that she, you know, she was just one of them old, she was one of them old ladies that was just enjoying life. Like everybody loved Betty White. It's crazy though. You know, and I'm glad she just she just went peacefully because they said she died in her sleep. She died like natural causes. So it's kind of like she just went peacefully. She ain't it wasn't no old liver field or stroke. And it was just she just passed peacefully. But, you know, what I mean, like now she up there, she joined the rest of the Golden Girls, man. But uh, rest in peace to, to Sister Betty, though, man. We all love you. That was cool as <laughs> That was the coolest white lady on the planet. I ain't gonna lie. That was the coolest old white lady on the planet. Now, 
Furthermore, I got one more piece of business before we get down to business. Antonio Brown, I need to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Antonio Brown, I need to talk to you. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. If you didn't think your career was hard then, you've made you made it a lot harder for yourself now. Now at first, it's like I'm a man of chances. I'm a man of fairness too. You know, I try to be like, ah, is it really his fault? Because Antonio caused these problems when he's in Pittsburgh. You know, he's a problem dude in Pittsburgh. Now, at one point, Antonio Brown was the top receiver in the league at one point in time. But then again, it was like he had problems in Pittsburgh. So it's kind of just like, ah, maybe it is a coach. Maybe it is. And then you turn around, look at it and be like, huh, it was Antonio Brown. But then Antonio Brown got traded to none other than the Raiders. And I'm sitting there thinking like, all right, I'm like, all right, maybe in Pittsburgh, Maybe he just need to get out of Pittsburgh. And then he comes to the Raiders and do the same thing. So at this point now, I'm saying it's Antonio Brown. <laughs> he goes to the Patriots and kind of do the same thing. And then you realize it's Antonio Brown. You hook up with Tom Brady yet again. This man got you a Super Bowl. This man got you a Super Bowl ring. And then the following season, you throw your stuff on the ground. Walk out this, you walk out the stadium. No, no shirt, your helmet and stuff sitting on the sideline. And what makes it funny is you show up to the Brooklyn Nets game. Front row. <laughs> Front row, you at the Brooklyn Nets game. And then it, and then sources came out saying he was upset because they was making him play with an ankle injury. You threw a temper tantrum for ankle injury? He's like, they forced him to play. Mind you, this is the same dude. And me and my partners both talked about, we all talked about this. This is the same dude who calls the ruckus because the the NFL were having new type of technologies for the helmets to kind of protect players. Because, you know, when you play football and you get hit in your head, yeah, <laughs> you, your brain gets scrambled. But this was the same dude who was calling the ruckus. It was like, nah, I don't want to play. I don't want a new helmet. I want my helmet. He was causing a, a ruckus. So me and my partners, when we was on Madden, we was like, we was like, yo, he wanna do that? Make him sign a waiver. That way, if he get his, if he get his, his head taken off, he can't sue nobody. That was our word. And yet, I I agree with because like, you want to cause his ruckus, sign his waiver. If you get your head taken off, more power to you, brother. <laughs> you can either do it our way or you want to do it your way. However, though, Antonio, you're making it harder for yourself. Like this is like teams are teams are looking at you and saying we don't want this guy. I don't care how good of a receiver you are. We don't want this guy. Because it's one thing to be like, man, you're a great receiver, 
But then it's like you have to deal with the problems that come with you. No one wants to come. Nobody wants to deal with problems that come with you. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like being it's like it's like being in a relationship. You be like, man, you you get in a relationship. You like, man, it's good. And then now that the past is coming with it. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So when you look at Antonio Brown, it's like you're basically like, bro. Nobody wants to deal with you. Everybody's tired of dealing with you. It is, it's, I hate to say it, my man, but I don't care how great of a player you are. Nobody wants to deal with you. Like Odell Beckham was like that for a short period of time, too. He was in New York, but he was in on boat trips and he was in all these parties. I think in he was, he kept getting himself in trouble in LA. That's why they, I'm not in LA, but in New York. That's why they sent him to a small midtown team like the Cleveland Browns. Like if you, if, who gets in trouble in Cleveland? Nobody even wants to be in Cleveland. Look at LeBron. <laughs> he don't want, he didn't want to be in Cleveland. That man left for grand new passers, you know, took his talents to South Beach. This man went, this man went, this man LeBron went from Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland, like you, like you went to Cleveland a second time and still <laughs> he he need to make sure, you know, he need to make sure. Like this man legit, this man went to Cleveland, this man started in Cleveland. He was like, I'm not gonna win a championship here. So he was like, all right, be right back. Let me go get some rings. Went to Miami, got his rings, came back to Cleveland, and said, you know what? I'm gonna do y'all solid and get y'all one. He got y'all one. This man said, nope. I'm not going to stay here in Cleveland. So the point is, and this is why now Odell Beckham is now in L.A. I mean, come on, it's L.A. Like, he might mess around getting in trouble in L.A., but, hey, that ain't, he looked like he's doing pretty good. I don't know. But the point is, Antonio, you know how to – you just – you're potentially ruining your career. You're co- ruining your career over stupid stuff, helmets, Injuries, throwing little temper tantrums. Yeah. I mean, like we all knew T. We all know Terrell Owens was a crybaby. We all knew he was a crybaby in his prime. And his prime, oh, they're not throwing me the ball. Like we knew Terrell Owens was a crybaby. But Antonio, I think you kind of take the cake on this one. You kind of surpassed Terrell by a. A, a, a far galaxy. I'm going to just say that. I ain't mean to hold the time up. But, Antonio, you knew I was coming for your ass, though. You knew. You knew. Didn't this man take an Uber, like, out of the stadium? I That was the memes, though. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if it was true, but that was the memes that he took an Uber. Uh, he took an Uber outside of the stadium. I don't know how true that was, though. Like, how old is this guy? Uh... I think Antonio Brown is what 33? Yeah, he he young. Something like that. This man act like he like early 20s. Hell no. Antonio Brown got drafted in 2011. No, I was like, I was like, he act like he in his early yeah. 20s. Yeah, like, like dude, dude, wow, man. He I don't know, man. 
I know you probably I know you probably seen it. You was just like, yo, this man legit. Yeah, I seen it. This man was trying to hype up the crowd. I was like, no one's laughing with you, bro. Like, just get out of here. I don't know, man. And then and then of course the Washington football team, their stadium, their section collapsed. <laughs> oh that mercy. I said, we all know FedEx feel raggedy as hell. We all know that. What's his name? Uh, what did he play for the Eagles? Oh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he was yeah. like, "Hey, y'all, stadium trash. Are y'all going to fix it?" <laughs> he sent them a whole letter, just basically telling them your stadium is trash. And then they fixed it. Now here's the thing: they didn't even fix it. They just got uh, like, what's the plastic clamps? They fixed it with the plastic clamps. This would do click. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I, I just don't understand. So, from what I was saying, and we ain't got to spend too much time on sports, though. It, it just seemed like it was a very sports funny week. But they said the Washington football team is supposed to be renew, revealing their new logo, I think, sometime um, next month. And I think oh. it's either the Wolves, Wolves or like, it's, it's either the Wolves or something. I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but they said they're revealing their new logo. Next month, I guess they tired of calling themselves the Washington football team because, first of all, that name by itself is trash. They they tired of being generic. Right. Like, and knowing Dan Snyder, he will legit rock it as we're going to be the Washington football team. I mean, we're, of course, you know, you know. We're the Washington football team. Yep. We ain't got no flavor. There you go. You know. I don't know. What is I, spice? Shoot, I, in, in Dan Snyder world, hey, I'm still making money, so he don't care. Oh yeah, oh another thing too. I I just peeped this. I think it was early. To, I think it was early today. Mm-hmm. Um, for the for our local hometown people, um, first of all, shout out to I think his name is Maurice. I think his name is Maurice Daniels. Mm-hmm. But long story short. All those that remember uh, Captain White down at the wharf, at the wharf, I said the wharf, the wharf, <laughs> where like basically like you get like raw fish and shrimp and stuff like that. Now it I, like I haven't been to the wharf in some years, but I just read on um on on one of the Instagram accounts that I, I follow that he's moving it into PG County. So I guess so if people don't know like the wharf has kind of been they're kind of making the wharf white people, you know, high, like high fancy restaurants and stuff like that. So I think they probably kind of kicked them out of the war. So he's moving into PG now. So, yo, shout out to that. That's a big move. It's moving to Oxen Hill. It's moving to a spot that I know that's going to be a big look, though. Again, sorry about the time. It's just been a lot of things going on this week. Yeah. Hey, look, there you go. You know, you got to fit it in somehow. And Aaron Durag is still cool. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. You know, you got Silk Asylum connection. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. But we're going to get to today's episode, which actually fits sports, you know. We didn't do to have that. It actually fits sports. But, you know, we talk about Antonio Brown and his shenanigans. Now we got to get into our shenanigans and... Wrestling, you know, if you guys haven't seen 
or heard if you're listening on streaming services. We had stories about us being on a wrestling team and we were on the wrestling team our senior year and a couple years before. But senior year was the year that everybody was there. You know, we were the year we won our uh, tag team championships. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But it was the year, you know, we, we did our thing on the mat. So we're going to take it back to the beginning. We're going to take it back to uh, training. Uh, I remember we had our uh, coaches and I remember I caught myself um, like lifting up a car and it was like, yeah, like Aaron's got to get on team because he lift the car. And it's like, it wasn't even lifting the car. It was just like teetering the car. And then you had uh, a whole bunch of members of friends from the group. And then you had Funkadelic Jones who was coming back trying to get his second, third ring. And let, let, let's just dive deep into it. You know, what do you remember from like wrestling? First of all, I don't have no recollect, no recollect of what he's talking about. I have no idea <laughs> what he's discussing right now. I, I was not in this picture. I'm an innocent bystander. So, I'm gonna kick this off. No, I'm just <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Listen, man. Out of all the sports that I played throughout my lifetime, and I played some, I played sports. You know, football, basketball, flag football, baseball. You know, I'll never forget the day playing baseball. You know, I had my glove up, the ball right in front of me. I, <laughs> I, I'll never forget that. You know, that was hilarious, but. To look back and, and really say to myself, I really did wrestling. I could put that in the scrapbook. So when my time comes and I hit the dirt and I can really say, like, man, I did wrestling. That shocked the hell out of me. And the fact that I got a win doing wrestling, because I'm not going to lie to you. I did wrestling my junior year in high school, 11th grade. I probably lost every match. I got my ass whooped. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't got no and no shame in my game. Oh, I've been out of school. I've been out of high school for almost almost 10, 11 years now. I ain't got no shame in my game, man. I've been moved over. I just got my ass whooped. I got my ass whooped every match my first year. But I don't know. It's uh I think the I think the hardest part about wrestling is the training part. I really think that's the hardest part. Like the amount of running that we had to do, like we had to, I think it was just like running. Running was like the running and stretching and really like balancing on your head and, and bridging. Like you had to really learn how to be nimble and flexible and stuff like that. And, you know, I ain't probably as, I ain't probably as nimble as I used to be, but yeah, it, it, it was a lot of work though, man. It's, you, you definitely got your workout in. I can tell you that much, though. Yeah, I, I definitely remember, like, after school, we go right to the gym. And this is before they fix it up, you know. that mm-hmm. That's something we experienced, you know. We had the we were the last class to have a raggedy gym. You know, what a way to go out. <laughs> but we, we, we had that raggedy gym, so we couldn't wrestle in our home base. But, you know, we do our runarounds and then we go upstairs in that little makeshift room and then we do our workouts you had people who used to wrestle coming there 
and then we had our weigh-ins and uh, just practice. But one thing I remember, like, like I think it was like 11th grade. I remember like hearing when I was at the other school, hearing that like y'all had wrestling. My mind went to like WWE type wrestling. I was like, wait, y'all got people body slamming? And then I found out it was like, no, it's like amateur wrestling. So I was like, oh, okay, still, can I do it? And I was like, yeah. So I remember going through our trainings and stuff like that. And, you know, I remember the football team, basketball team. We had other teams. They were like, oh, y'all trash, y'all, y'all gay, y'all this, y'all that. So, you know, when it comes to training, we, we let them join us. And they didn't last a day when they came to training. Like, they was in, they was out. And after that, you didn't really hear anything, you know, from them. They were like, oh, no, nah, they got it. Wrestling team got it. Now, I may not have been there that day because um, when I joined the team, football and, and basketball, they wasn't – they didn't – they was just doing their own thing at the time. Uh, I can say like this, and basketball team, don't kill me. But y'all can't sit there and talk about wrestling as trash. If y'all out here getting blown out by a hundred, it just it, it just don't add. The math ain't math, ain't Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> math ain't math. Y'all getting blown out by like a hundred, but y'all some on we trash. But the only thing that made wrestling difficult um, is the coach was military. He's military dude, so you know everything had to be precise. Everything had to be on time. So I can just imagine. I, I just remember that. Um, at the school, we had to always figure out where we was practicing at, whether it was in the, the weight room, whether it was in uh, the basketball. I used to I used to pray that we would practice on the um in the gym because like the mats and the, the mats was literally right there, so we had to put we had to put them up. We had to drag yeah. them off the school. But sometimes we had to practice in the gym. We practice in the weight room. We'll have to drag it all the way to the cafeteria. Yeah. I, I hated that. But you know, the thing about it was after school, like we couldn't, we couldn't procrastinate. See, after school, we used to sit outside, you know, just sit out there by the rail and talk and 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 joke and flirt and flirt with some of the girls out there. You know, we used to do stuff like that. But knowing you had to be at practice soon as school was over, like you had to be at practice, like they had to make sure the max was clean. We had to be changed. It was just like, oh man, it, should, it was hard, you know. And then it's like, as soon as after you finish running, like we got weighed every day. We got weighed every day. I mean, every day. So if you thought about cheating during wrestling, you could not get away with like you could not the, the, the night before you had three cheeseburgers. Uh, bowl of spaghetti in because they was gonna know, they was gonna know right out the gate. Cause soon you step on that scale, it was a wrap. I'm just saying, man. I I remember that rolling the mask like all over. That that sucked. We had to roll them out, roll them back in, right. and that was like day in and day out. That was just that was so trash. But I do remember the coaches. We had military dude. We had lady. We had twins. We had. We had like four or five coaches. We had another guy. I didn't really know where he came from, but he was just one of the coaches. So it's like, all right. 
I think uh, – oh, go ahead. My fault. My, my fault. No, nah, I was just saying, like, but, yeah, we had, like, four or five different coaches just coming out of nowhere. Yo, our coach was so strict. Well, this is from what I what I know, 11th grade year, because he didn't he didn't coach a 12th grade year though. But you know, due to some some incident that happened. But I know 11th grade year, this dude was so strict. It's like we had this annual weigh-in. Like all the schools in the county had to go. So basically, what they did, it was like it was like a physical in a sense. You they had to check your height, check your weight. The hardest, the hardest part was the hydration test. It literally was like they want to make sure you was hydrated. So I'm talking about your, your pee had to be super clear. So that means all day during school, we chugging water. Like we chugging water all day during school. All day. Now here's where the coach was so strict. He said every minute that he stayed, that we had to stay over, that was laps the next day. I was so heated because, like me, I'm drinking water. I'm at the fountain. Mind you, man, our school water was wasn't the greatest, but damn, <laughs> we were just chugging water, chugging water, chugging water. And then it's like I was like, "Yo, like, yo, I need y'all to let's let's get in and out." Nope, you had some people who wasn't who wasn't about it. They weren't chugging no water. We were staying to stay a little bit. Next thing you know. As soon as he got on the bus, made that speech. The next day, boy, we were running like crazy, man. Still was running like crazy. I said, man, damn. Man, damn. I, I remember that. I remember the weigh-ins. I remember rolling the mats and all that. But talk about, like, your first match, because I, I remember my first match. Uh, I want to say it's Northwestern. Oh, like, really, brother? Be my guest. I remember my first match was at Northwestern. That's when we had three schools. It was us, and we had us, we had Largo, and I think uh, Northwestern itself. So it was like three schools, and it's like you wrestle one school, kind of gauntlet style, do you have to wrestle the other school? Mm. So I remember uh, heading to that uh, wrestling. I was like, all right, first time wrestling, you know, we're about to do the thing. And I remember, I, I want to say we shared the bus with Largo. I, I think we shared the bus with Largo. I'm not sure if you were there, but we shared the bus with Largo. And I remember it was this fine girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just know. I, I, I remember I just... <laughs> it was this fine girl who was in my weight class, right? Cause I wrestled 125, but I was, but here's the kicker all season. I was never 125. Mm -hmm. That was the class I was supposed to wrestle, but I never made it to 125. I always did like 130. So it was this fine girl. And I remember looking like, yo, like what class is she in? I'm about to wrestle her. And we were trying to figure out, you know, we just walking around in this cold building called Northwestern. For some reason, it was freezing cold. You know, we got to do the weigh-ins. We were hit there for like hours just waiting for everything to get started. And then during the weigh-ins, found out she won 25. So I'm like, all right, yeah. And I went one of the other homies. I'm like, yo, like, 
We about to do this thing. She knew I'm about to hit her with the pretzel. I'm about to hit her with my finisher. Everybody knows, like, I had my finisher move. You know, I had the boy had to finish the move. You know, the tea bag. Shout out, taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> the tea bag. Anybody can get it, but I remember I got on that scale, and they were like 126, and I was like, No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just All run right. some laps. <laughs> You sure? You, you, you <laughs> check it again, dude. That don't tilt. You like, oh, oh, you sure? You sure 126 is act? Nah, 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 nah. And it, it, was, it, it was so, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but like weigh was so precise because like, yeah. if, if you was 0.1 over, you was considered overweight. I didn't understand that. I was like, now, if you if you was like one twenty five on the dot, you one twenty five. But if you're one twenty five point one, you're considered overweight. I was like, okay. I was just like, okay. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. Like they were so strict with the weight because I was one twenty five, but I'd be like one twenty five point three, one twenty five point two, and right. it was like, yeah, you overweight. And it's just like, it didn't make sense. So I had to wrestle the next class up, which was a 130 guy. And I remember I was just like, dang, like, who going to wrestle shorty? Like, who, who, I would, this was my shorty. I was about to, you know, the T-Bag, you know, spy ride, you know, you know, half, half, you know, get it in there. You know, I was supposed to, that, that was going to lead to me shooting my shot. You know, we wrestled this match. We pretty much together at this point, you know. We we pretty much <laughs> we pretty much going out at this point, you know. We already tussled, but <laughs> let me let me get back. So so I had to wrestle this <laughs> one thirty guy, right? I had to wrestle this one thirty guy. This guy was like a big one thirty. I don't even think he was one thirty. I think they was out to get me because this guy had to be like one forty the way he was built. This man built like a Maytag microwave. Stack on top of another Maytag microwave. This wasn't no refrigerator. He had a weird body, man. He had a weird body. But, you know, I ended up wrestling him. And I was winning. I remember I was winning. It was like, yo, you were winning. Da, 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 da. And what happened was at the end, I ended up losing because it was, he had me at some angle. He was on top of my head. And I don't know if the ref was like Ray Charles, but you're supposed to look around the mat to make sure everything good. And people was trying to figure, they were like, why weren't you getting up? I was like, this man was on top of my head. Like there was no moving. So I just sat there and then I ended up losing. And I was so dizzy after that match. I went in the bathroom and threw up. I was like, man, this is, is this it? But nah, man, that, that was just crazy. Were, were you nervous your first match? Like, well, what was yeah. that? Yeah, so um, first match was like a scrimmage. We went to some private school in D.C. We had to take on, um, I can't remember what school, I can't remember what school it was, but I'll never forget the day because first match, I literally got my ass whooped tremendously bad. So mind you, like how I'm built, I may not be like super muscular, but my height, is what really, you know, my height is what made my weight. You know, I was tall, I was tall, but I was like skinny, I was slender. 
You know, I wasn't the most built dude on the planet. So my weight class originally was 140. I wasn't nowhere near built 140. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I was nowhere near built for 140. But um, first match, I had to wrestle with us and this African dude. I mean, literally, like, I'm, like, in the stands, I'm ready. My man literally kept taking me down. I kept getting up. Taking me down, kept getting up. I thought I was being heroic because I was like, I ain't going to quit. I'm being resilient. Until until I think the coach said finish him, I was just like, damn. I said, I'm a <laughs> punching bag today. But when I, I ain't going to lie. When I came off the mat, you know, I got the best negative motivational speech ever. You know, I said, don't worry about it. Best dude in the, he's best dude in the county. I said so. Basically, I was just practice for him. I was, just, I was, I was like, get my ass whooped just for practice. This man got fed to the sharks. You know what I'm saying? Like I got fed to the wolves after that. But other than that, that like yeah, my first match was I nervous? Of course, because wrestling is is a different sport. You know, it was a different sport overall. It's it's not basketball. It's not football. It's wrestling. You know, if it was football, I probably I wouldn't be nervous, but I've been like, all right, I'm playing for high school team. Like I didn't play rec ball and for different boys and girls club and pop Warner. Then now you you now you playing high school, but I'm playing wrestling. Like this is this is way out of my comfort zone. This is way out of my element. So I don't know what the hell I'm in store for, but first match. Best dude in the county. Yeah, I took I took a major L that day. I took a big L that day. But my wrestling journey kind of got worse my first year. But we we gonna talk about that a little bit later. Man, I, do you do you remember getting the schedules, the wrestling schedules? Uh yeah. And it was like when we wrestled, what time we wrestled, how we had to go. And what's funny is like we started. Because the weigh-ins were so strict that we would eat around the schedule. Like, when we didn't have to wrestle for, like, two weeks, one or two weeks, we were like, all right, we can eat whatever you want. But if we had, like, a match, like, two days from now, I'm like, bro, like, our, it was at lunch. We were like, hey, you want our piece of, like, yeah, bro, I ain't even hungry. Stomach, oh. yeah, bro, I, I ain't even hungry, bro. Like, you you can have my pizza. I wasn't hey. going to eat it anyway. <laughs> I can't even lie to you, man. Like, I don't like my metabol my metabolism was so high in high school that it's like literally I was eating like fruit cups. That's all I was eating. Y'all know, y'all know the fruit cup they served down in high school, man. Y'all know the vibes. <laughs> like I had some uh the little fruit cocktail Jones that be in the can. I had them Jones as well. I used to eat them Jones every night before matches and after we get out of practice, like I, I don't even think I don't even think I know what regular food looked like during that whole season. Even even they ruined Thanksgiving. They were just like, yeah, don't go crazy. I was like, damn, on my favorite holiday, because you know you can't come back overweight. Because then 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 that's a problem. So it was just like, uh, okay, it's like uh, okay. So, but nah, yeah, man, we used to like lunch was. Food and stuff was a little bit different back then. We used to really be like on some, bro. We, we you had to eat healthy, bro. Like you had to eat healthy. So, yeah. 
Yeah, Fruitcup was my friend. Fruitcup was my friend that year, though. Same thing, like fruit cups, and I remember we had nachos, and you just, you know, all your friends who weren't on the wrestling, they was eating good, and you just look at them, you like, look at these guys, they don't know how good they got it. Eat whatever they want. Y'all ain't got to wrestle. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but some of us, we didn't care. I mean, we paid for it, but we we didn't care. We was like, hey, Thanksgiving, you eat? Right. We like, we eat Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. right, man. But I ain't gonna lie, though, man. Like, I think the first year was, I think the first year was kind of the worst. Second year, the second year was kind of fun, but first year was, first year was kind of the worst. I ain't going to lie. I can't remember what match it was. I mean, I know we all used to go to this angle tournament down there in Waldorf in the boonies somewhere. Oh, is that Lucky? Yeah, out there in the boonies. And the coach told us, he said, man, if you do anything wrong out here, he's like, you can't ride the bus back. He said, your parents got to come get you. So it was like if you get thrown out the gym and stuff like that, he was like, yo, you ain't riding the bus back. I said, damn. I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? But so we couldn't mess up out there. So um yeah. I like I ain't know white people took wrestling so serious though. I was out yeah. there getting my about white boys who probably been wrestling since they was like damn in seven years old. I said, geez, I said, Lord have mercy. But I remember though when we was going to uh when we was going out there, it was us in Forsville. We had to share a bus with Forsville. <laughs> Forsville ain't really had no females on the team though, so I you know it wasn't nothing special. But um, yeah, we thought we we honestly thought we was we thought we were doing it when we got our first wrestling sweatsuit though, like the hoodies and sweats. I had them sweatpants for a very long time until I threw them away though. I think I did. Th- yeah, I threw them away. And that hoodie, I think I either threw it away or gave it away. I, I don't know. But I don't got it no more, though. But, nah, we thought we were doing a bed with them sweatsuits, though. Like, we really walk around school. We thought we was high stuff until some year. Re- wrestling. <laughs> nah, I'll tell you this, though. Like, only five people had, like, sweatsuits. Like, this is how broke our school was. Like, five people had sweatsuits. And they were like, like, they were like, all right, y'all, we got sweatsuits for y'all. And then it was only five people who had sweatsuits. It was you and, like, four other people who had sweatsuits. And they was Bro, like... Those was our sweatsuits from last year. Yeah. It wasn't, they, <laughs> it wasn't new. Yeah, they didn't have any sweatsuits. Because here's the <laughs> thing. We saw y'all with sweatsuits, and we thought, like, oh, we about to get our sweatsuits. Because, of course, like, it's another year, you know, wrestling. They was like, Nah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, we did get new singlets. Like, I remember when they started giving us like the singlets and the hair pieces. And I remember, I forgot. I still like for me, I still got my wrestling shoes. Uh I still got one of my singlets. I, I think I got the original singlet and I gave back the new singlet. And I didn't want the new singlet because my first match was in a original singlet. So I was like, I'm gonna keep this one. Right, but yeah, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't remember what match it was. I think it was after the tournament because mm-hmm. I went into the tournament 
wrestling 140. And my coach just kept telling me, he was just like, I'm, they was like, yo, you're not going to win at 140. Because these dudes, 140 on them versus 140 on me looked completely different. It didn't even look like I weighed 140 compared to what them dudes were looking like. However, though, I think it was maybe the match after or maybe the match followed. It was, one, it was sometime after when I stepped on the scale and I was probably, I was probably like 138 or something like that. And this man legit made me run in the gym with a trash bag. On. He said, he, he was like, you're overweight. I was like, I said, but I'm in my mind, like I'm wrestling 140. I said, I weigh 138. How, how am I overweight? He was like, you're overweight. I was like, Oh, it's, this is news to me. Like, like this is new. I was like 37, 140. Um, he said, and then he was like, you need to be down to 135. I was like, ah, <laughs> ah, you tell me this today. So I literally had to run around the gym with a trash bag. On. Even my, even my history teacher was looking at me like I was crazy. Cause he was just like, what are you doing? I was like, I said, coach said I was overweight. So I got run. He was like, you're overweight. I was like, man, that's what he said. Cause the dude see me every day. He was looking at he was looking at me every day. He see me every he see me. This man see me because I think we had we had split classes. But this man see me. He over there like you're overweight. I was like, hey, hey, that's the man say. The man said I was overweight. The man said I was overweight. So I got this trash bag. I'm in here sweating galore in this joint. So. That started my that started my journey to 135, I, like 135. But I noticed as 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 I started to lose weight, these dudes got faster. Uh-oh. You know, these dudes got <laughs> they kept saying, like, yeah, man, you told you got to reach. I said, but these dudes got faster. They had you fighting next man. Right, these dudes got faster. That's what I had to realize. So when I got down to 135, they told me again. This man, said, <laughs> you need to get down to 130. I was like, I said, wait, what? I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, I literally killed myself. I literally pushed myself to get down to 135. Now you want me to get down to 130. I'm like, I'm starting to look like a healthy crackhead for a little bit. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was like, you want me to get, you want me to get from 140 to 135 to 130, literally in probably like, and literally this was all before I guess like the county, the the county tournament. So this was like prove the best in the county and stuff like that. So I did it. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I did it. Um, but we're gonna talk about county because county was a little bit different, though. You know, but, I'm gonna you know, before we get to county, I just want to say that you know we are uh, our wrestling team wasn't that big, so we kind of had to wrestle people in like higher and lower weight classes, and mm -hmm. it wasn't like that much to wrestle. So you got 130 wrestling, 150. You got 115 wrestling, 135, 140. So it was just discombobulated but i do remember county i remember that being an all-day event and you know us guys you know 
you know, I, I don't know if he ate, but I remember like if you ain't had no money, you wasn't eating. So imagine being there all day not eating. Right. Yeah. And, and then you had to wrestle all these other schools. And I remember like before then, like my matches, like I, I didn't wrestle, you know, you know, I wrestled, but then I didn't really wrestle because mm. I it was one incident that happened at the, at some school. I forgot where it was, but the coach ain't want to give me water. It was like some favoritism stuff. Uh, coach ain't want to give me water. I threw the match. I left. I threw my singlet. I pulled Antonio Brown, you know, took my helmet off, <laughs> threw it. I, I hyped the crowd up and then I left the building. <laughs> 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 did my jumper jacks you know tom brady said his piece about me now nah, but you know uh i, I think one of the twins came and got me he was like all right you said no but you could come back and wrestle this other time and after that i didn't wrestle until uh the what was it, nationals right mm-hmm. i didn't wrestle to them so that was like me coming back on the mat and I remember everybody was there and we, we were just sitting in the benches, just sitting there. This is before, like, for people who probably young listening to this, this is before, like, iPhones. I mean, iPhones existed, but this is before, like, technology like that. So we just had to, like, sit and talk to each other. <laughs> and I remember wrestling all day. They just randomly came, got us, you. You in this room, you wrestle in that room, you wrestle in this room, you wrestle on the main floor. So, like, we would go and watch each other wrestle. We'd be like, did you win? All right, there you go. Did you win? All right, cool. But I remember uh, Nationals was a cool event because you met some cool people there. You was like, hey, man, what school you go to? He was like, oh, I'm I'm from this school. I don't even think I went to Nationals. I only went to the county. After that, that was it for me. Yeah, because like he was like, I went to this school. So it's like, all right, cool. But, you know, you met some cool people. And somewhere along the lines, like, like through the situation that happened with our team, because, you know, we had favoritism and things like that. You just stop caring wrestling. I was like, look, I'm going to throw these matches, bro. But I can't let these guys beat me that easy. Like, you know, it's like I'm going to throw the match, but they're going to have to earn it. Right. So it was kind of like that, but I re- I remember um, that situation. I remember our boy Germ. You know, this boy was like the team captain. He was the team captain. This man. They, they put they put all that on Slim shoulders though. Yep, they put the whole team on his shoulder. Like they was they put they they put everything. It was like yo, you're going to national. Uh, regional, you're doing all this, you know. They put all that on his shoulders. I, I personally think it was a lot for him to handle because I think he was banking so much on it that, like, when it didn't go as planned, it was kind of like that was it, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I know my boy probably, I know my boy bounced back though, but they put a lot on Slim's shoulders though. And sometimes when they, when, when everything falls on you, it is kind of like a lot of pressure though so but now nah, i think my boy handled it though he, he handled it pretty well though yeah because he also did uh track right this you man was doing sports now for me 
Um, like I said, I never been to regional. I mean, I don't know. I never been to nationals and regional and stuff. I don't even know what that scene looked like. But I know for me, for county, let's just say, I think it was like a two day event, all day though. I lost on the first day, so that was it for me. Um, but I was there the second day, you know, supporting the team and all that good stuff. But we went to Flowers High School. Shout out to Flowers. Everybody know. <laughs> no, it wasn't Flowers. It was um, it was Wise. We went to Wise High School. Shout out to Wise. Everybody know from PG. Everybody know Wise is kind of considered like the the uppity, the 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 good the good the goody two shoes in PG County. Everybody know that. But I ain't gonna Wise had some bad females though. <laughs> I think that was about the only motivation we had after we lost though. But they had some bad females and, and Wise though. I think me and one of the other dudes was like, shoot, damn. we was like, damn, she go here? I said, shoot, we might need to come we need to go to Wise because, you know, you know, back then we didn't really have no other reason just to go to other people's schools. We had no reason to. So, you know, going from Wise, which was in Upper Marlboro, Upper Marlboro is, is a nice area. Ain't nothing remotely hood about Upper Marlboro. <laughs> Ain't nothing remotely hood, though, but you go from a school like Upper Marlboro and then you go on the other side of town to a school like Central, you see a big difference. I mean, you see a tremendously big difference. So, but now nah, I lost at regional, but I think 11th grade year really told me a lot. Um, it, I know it did, like it told me a lot. It was first year on a, a new sport, you know, things was different. Um, I can honestly say that I was, probably the most fun that I had until we transitioned to 12th grade senior year. That's when things kind of, I don't want, I don't say things kind of fell apart. And I knew that the situation wasn't going to get any better. So we had to take a step away. But before I start speaking more on my senior year journey, let's just say I was already one 30 something when the season was over. I probably was like 133 or something. By the time next school year rolled around, at a solid 154. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's when I started. I started senior year. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I put up at least like 20 pounds and not even working out. I just, I just felt like, I guess because I was getting older, my body was really starting to just kind of develop. And yeah. I don't, I don't, it wasn't because me, I was eating and nothing. It was literally my body was developing and I wasn't going to stay that small. Like, I don't know why they expect, they was like, they was like how you gain so much weight? I'm like, I mean, it's, it's life. It, it wasn't, that wasn't really going to expect me to stay 130 for two years in a row. Like, no, hell no. I was going to start looking sickly after that. <laughs> nah, you remember our gym days where we did nothing but work out in the gym? Yeah. Man, they had us doing them bench presses, bench presses. They had us on some machines doing ad workouts. And I was like, first of all, we just got out of school. Like, I got homework to do. You want me to do 200 push-ups? Like, and then we had some wild workouts. Like, we were like, what was it? was some wild workouts that like kids, we were like 17, 18 doing pelvic thrust in the air <laughs> it's just like what are we doing yo i remember they had us working out in the summer 
we had to come up to the school and we would run around the gym. And so I was like, yo, in the summer, I'm trying to enjoy, I'm trying to enjoy not being here in the school. And now you tell me I got to be here? I said, Lord, Henry. I was like, yo, you are tripping out here. Y'all are lunching. The thing I'm about to come up here in the summer. Yo, <laughs> I was mad. I was mad because I was like, yo, it's like, I don't care. I get it that it's only like two hours out of the day, but it's kind of like, this can't wait till the school year. <laughs> this can't wait till when we come back to school for this. So, I don't know, man. I'm just saying. No. Nah, I remember that. I remember like, I remember it got to a point where like, wrestling was cool because like everybody was there and then like politics got in the way. So, like, it got to a point where, like, a couple people were leaving. So, I was like, and then it was, like, one coach, right? And wrestling, you know, for people who watch wrestling, they got Paul Heyman guys, right? People who, you know, only hang around this one people who, person who are on the team because of this one person. So, that's what type of person I was and other people, a couple other people were. We were, like, um, we were under, like, the female coach who was there. And when she left... I was like, I'm pretty much out because no one else, right? Like no one else really like, you know, showed support. And then that's when like the the team just kind of fell off. Like people weren't really coming to practice. The team got smaller. We couldn't really do uh, a lot of things, but like wrestling, you know, people said they were going to wrestle, but then they never like hit the mat. And it just got to a point where, like, and this was a time where, like, I start winning, like, a lot of matches. Because you get to a point where you're just like, all right, I'm going to do this for me. Screw y'all. This ain't no team. I'm doing this for me. So you get to that point, and I remember my last match. I, I forgot what school it was. Uh, I think uh, I forgot what school. I think it begins with an F, like, friendly. I think it was friendly. I remember, I remember it was in the year, I think it was like in the November or something. And I had to wrestle this husky guy. And I remember going in. I didn't even like go in with like the mindset of, oh, this is my last match. I was just like, man, where the baddies at? That's what we said every time we went to a different school. We was like, man, where the fine girls at? I'm gonna <laughs> tell you. <laughs> That was the motivation. Nothing made us wrestle harder than knowing it was going to be some baddies there. Right. That was that was like the key motivation, though. Man, that was the motivation, man. And I'm 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 gonna tell you, man. What we call them back there? The Blickums. <laughs> the Blickums. <laughs> <laughs> man, now, I ain't heard Blickums in so long. <laughs> Man, where the Blickums at, man? I know y'all got some. <laughs> I, I ain't heard Blickums in so long, yo. It's funny. <laughs> nah, but I remember, bro. I was so mad because it was like late after and like it was nobody there. I was like, y'all ain't got no bad joints. Y'all ain't got no Blickums. Oh, I'm definitely going on. I'm leaving. So like I left and the guy I was wrestling looked super scared. Like, first of all, you bigger than me. Why are you scared? Second of all, like, I, I pulled some Eddie Guerrero type stuff where I pretended to be tired. I was like this. 
And then I was like, hey, if I'm leaving, I'm leaving on top. And by that, you know, I had my man with the finisher. You know, I gave my man the tea bag. I went out. I was like, man, it's my last match. Just stupid. And I didn't wrestle after that, you know. That was the end of my wrestling career. But what do you remember about, like, your last match or, like, going into it? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to go ahead and break it down for you. Um, the thing that made wrestling last year, wrestling junior year, what made it so fun, Even it was fun even though I lost almost every match. It was fun, though. Yeah. You know, coach was strict, and we get all that. But it was fun for some reason. But I think going into 12th grade year, it was a lot of politics. Like Aaron said, it was a lot of politics, you know, and it kind of it kind of messed up the wrestling atmosphere. It made you just yeah. be like, it made it's one of them type of situations that make you just be like, I don't even, I don't this it ain't fun no more. Like it's like I don't even want to do this no more. It's it was too much politics behind it. And and I know first things first, um, you know, first of all, shout out to shout out to the lady coach. You know, she was the fact she was my teacher, she was annoying as hell until she up and left the wrestling team. When she left the wrestling team, but she was she was cool as ever. But when she was a coach, but she was annoying as ever though. But shout out to her. But it's like she came in with unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic. You know, and I think that's what kind of it kind of made wrestling bad. Cause first thing first she said we going under we going perfect undefeated. I was like no, we not. <laughs> not. Not this team, you know. No, we not. Like, yeah, you brought back the same people. And, yeah, you brought back, like, you try to bring some new talent along. But to put that kind of expectation in the air, like, we're going perfect. No. You know, and even with, even when the, the, the military coach got banned or fired from the school, he still would show up and he was kind of side seat coaching. So yeah. kind of he was putting stuff in her her ear and kind of making her big headed. Like she thought she was just that coach when she really wasn't, you know. But um my last year, my last match, I can't remember what school. I want to say it was Parkdale. I want to say it was Parkdale. I was like 152. Dude was 152. Again, it was a scrimmage match for me because um, I think I think that their coach just wanted to do the wrestle. They wanted him to. They wanted him to wrestle. So I guess they just put me against him. I was just you know. So I was like, I right, screw it, you know. Um, went out there, did my thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I bust his forehead open. Now I know a lot of people probably think like, damn, what you want to steal chair or something? No, hardcore. <laughs> So um, when you clean the mats, the thing about wrestling mats is, yeah, you clean them before you get on them. But when you get on the mat, the joints are super dry. So as the move that I was doing, it was it's like the little spiral jump. So I'm I'm basically going in circles. And <laughs> but the only thing about him is like you're not supposed to have your head on the mat. He had his head on the mat the entire time I was spinning. So literally, like, just dry, like, that dry mat was just rubbing him in his forehead. So that's why they, they said time. They said, they said, whoa, whoa, we got to stop. We kept going. We, we 
after he got after he was good, we kept going, but they was like, stop. I was like, oh, I was like, oh. And I was like, get up, and like all this was like bloody. So they had cleaned him up, put a band-aid on him. I was like, it was like, damn, they said, like, damn, bro, what you bust his head open. I was like, I mean, he didn't want to lift his head up. I mean, they tell you, don't put your head on the mat. Like he literally put his head on the mat. All this got busted though. But I like again, I did once we came out, I did it again. I made myself dizzy as hell. But after a while, it worked. And I actually pinned him. Even though it wasn't an unofficial match, it was an official match to me. One one in, I probably was like, like for that new, for that that senior year, I probably was like one and oh. So, I mean, shoot. I was like, forget it. I mean, I mean shoot, I'll go out on top just like Aaron, just call it a day. So, yeah, I mean, I looking back at senior year, and that's what I said, I left, I left midway through the season too. But um, just looking back at senior year, I couldn't finish because it just wasn't the same. Yeah, it, it was. It's too. It was too. It became too political. It became too too much politics involved with wrestling back then, to where it's kind of like it's like it's like it made you not even want to be on the team though. And I think the the funniest. I think the funniest. I think the funniest thing about that year. And I'll never forget. And like, I'm not putting nobody on blast because I know this, this is the past. This was years ago. But when y'all start implementing rules that didn't make sense, that's where I, that's where they lost me. All right. That's where they lost me. Cause they, first of all, they started with this whole policy of you couldn't date each other on the wrestling team. Like, yeah, it was ladies. We had ladies on the team too. And they had this, oh, you're not supposed to get into a relationship. You're not supposed to get into a relationship while being on a wrestling team. First and foremost, I'm going to be always straight up G with you. I understand this is wrestling. We're still in high school at the end of the day. Like, what's more important? Wrestling? Like, wrestling? Like, wrestling is, is when we graduate, this is going to be something that's going to be just memories. Like, okay, you know, it was used to wrestle. But it's like, you can potentially find your soulmate, but you about to miss out because y'all wrestle? Man, nah, man, forget all that. So when they start implementing rules like that, it was just like, oh, no dating on wrestling team. I was just like, what? It's funny because everybody was like, yeah, whatever, we're going to date. <laughs> you know, and like we we actually had to have a sit down meeting about this. Yeah. That's the part that blew me. I was like, we had a sit down meeting about this. It kind of blew my it kind of blew my mind because I was like, we had a sit-down meeting about dating on a wrestling team. It kind of it was kind of stupid, but the thing about it with me was just like I even though I didn't date no female on the wrestling team, but I could tell you this years later, if I did, and they'd be like, Well, if you do this, you're gonna get kicked off the wrestling team. I would have got kicked off the wrestling team with the quickness. Cause I'm like, ain't no wrestling team gonna stop me from doing what it is that I want to do. You act like y'all act like I had a full ride scholarship. Now that'd been a different story. I'm like, okay, I can understand what you're saying, but I'm I'm doing this wrestling just to be like, look, this is something to just put in my memory bank and call it a day. Ain't nobody, ain't no way in the world I was gonna stop what I was doing just because of some phony rules like. 
you can't beat somebody on the wrestling team, stuff like that. Yeah, okay. It was like, man, whatever. Anyway, what you doing after school? Because it's just like the rules were stupid. And it just like going back to what we said about being too political, that's what really ruined it because it wasn't even a wrestling team because it was no team. It was a wrestling clique. It's like if the coaches didn't like you, you were treated like trash. Like if you weren't one of the coaches favorites, they didn't really care. So it's like there were people like even like the quote unquote award ceremony, like there were people who weren't even on the team that won an award and it just didn't make sense. So for me, I remember uh, talking to some of my other boys, you know, who also left the team, you know, both of us left the team a lot. It was like quite a few people who end up leaving because of it. So I remember the day like when we had to turn in and they tried to make this speech. They was like, if you don't want to be on this team, you could turn in your singer right now. And they had the boxes and it was like five, six of us taking our singlets. We was like, hey, we about to do this. We about to do this. So we walked up there. We threw our singlet in. The looks on their face was so hilarious because they did not expect that many people to quit. <laughs> the only people who were there were their favorite people. And they were trying to backtrack. They was like, nah, we didn't really mean that. I'm like, nah, say it with your chest. Like, how y'all going to try to pull back on that? Nah, you you trying to, you know, you say, oh, you don't want to be on a team, do, do, do. We're like, all right, bye. <laughs> we left. We was like, screw this, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I mean, I, we, I, I personally had so much other stuff going on senior year. That yeah. I wasn't tripping about no, uh, wrestling at the time like again 11th grade year was different because i don't know it was just more fun but 12th grade year i I had other stuff going on like i wasn't even tripping about wrestling at the time i was more i was trying to make sure everything was straight i was worrying about graduating uh prom i was worried about so many other things i wasn't even tripping about wrestling for real like you know um you know like Book me a little shorty in high school like that year. I was I wasn't tripping about no damn wrestling back in no 12th grade. Like I it would it is what it is, and I just kept it moving at that point. I wasn't even tripping about that, man. But they kind of they kind of made it, it they kind of made wrestling real like clickish. Yeah. So I kind of like this is where you start to step away because it became clicked. Once it became clicked, it was trying to be like if you wasn't part of the click, like Aaron said, it's like you know, you you seem like you didn't really fit what they was looking for. So I mean, it ain't no it ain't no no harm no foul. It wasn't about like let me try to fit in. It was just I don't I fit in where I fit in. If I don't fit in here, then you do as best. You gotta move yourself from the situation though. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, I think after that wrestling just became a blip. Like senior year, a lot of was ha- happening. Like you said, it just became a blip. It was like. All right, yeah, you remember we used to wrestle? All right, yeah, but we got homecoming, we got prom, we got this and that going on. But, you know, after that, like, I think a lot of people just became happier. Like, I think wrestling just, like, brought people down. You know, like, female coach, 
you know, she became happier. I think like a lot of us, like, we're just like happy that we can, you know, as soon as we left the team, we, we didn't have to roll mats or deal with any of this stuff. We used to sit on a rail and talk and not have to worry about anything like that. We like, man, we can date. <laughs> but <laughs> we can date, you know, so that, that was really the big thing. But like all in all, you know, wrestling was cool until it wasn't. That's especially what I remember about wrestling. Would I recommend anybody to do it? It's your choice. If you came to me and be like, yo, Fong, I heard you in wrestling. Should I do it? Hell no. But <laughs> hell no. But hey, if you want to, I ain't going to stop. You know, it's a learn. it was a learning experience for me. I can tell you that much. It definitely was a learning experience. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's probably one of the the good moments about being in high school. Um, I know our high school wasn't the greatest. I know we wasn't academic scholars, but it made it, it made it like it made it semi fun about being in high school though. I'll probably say one thing, I'll definitely remember eleventh grade. I remember junior year before I remember senior year though. I don't care how many L's I took seeing I mean, I don't care how many L's I took junior year. I definitely remember junior year before I remember my senior year of wrestling though. Big time. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I just tell people, you know, I recommend it. It's definitely fun, you know. But before we get up out here, you got anything else you want to talk to the people about? Oh, about the Antonio Brown, my way out this situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, before we leave up out of here, before we leave up out here, I said I was going to do this. Shout out to Wawa, right? Shout out to Wawa, all locations across the United States and some, mm -hmm. you know, in the boondocks, because I don't know if y'all count as a Wawa. But anyway, shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all subs. Amazing subs, amazing people, amazing customer service. Shout out to Wawa. Gotta have Wawa. <laughs> All I, right. <laughs> I, just, I I like Wawa over Royal Farms any day. See? Any, any day of the week, man. Like Wawa just got more options than Royal Farms, though. Wake up in the morning, like you go in there, you got so many snacks to choose from, man. Wawa is a paradise. Nice. I mean... Whoever whoever own Wawa and Royal Farms, they getting it though, cause you getting snacks, food, and gas all at once. Yeah, they they know what they doing on that one though. Yeah, y'all know what y'all doing, man. But you know, next week we got more stuff for y'all. Tune in each and every week, and like my boy Kurt Angle, we doing this episode not without a broken freaking neck. You know, our necks are attacked, you know. Thank goodness, you know. We, this, we episode, this episode is Milk Mania. <laughs> milk Mania. So, you know, going out there, for you people out there who are milk drinkers, milk does a body good. Where the blinkums at? <laughs> it's your boy, Aaron Pornicetti. And the blinkums over there, it's your boy, Falcon Dunn Jones. <laughs> hey, and we are out of here. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>